Break. And now for the legal mumble jumbo. This podcast is based entirely on Frank's own personal opinions and is in no way, shape, or form the opinions or representation of any fire, police, EMS organizations, which he is currently or previously associated or affiliated with. The views expressed in this podcast are entirely his own and do not reflect the views of any aforementioned organization. Please note, the names may have been changed to protect the innocent, the stupid, and the brain dead. And salutations, everyone. Thank you for joining my podcast for yet another edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants. From the wonderfully spacious and beautifully bodacious Walkaby No Studios, conveniently located in beautiful downtown Hamlin, Pennsylvania, a real happening place unless you happen to live there, it is yet another informative, educational, argumentative, debatable, and downright boring edition of Frank the Lunatic Rants, where I rant and rave, bitch and moan about topics you probably don't give a shit about. So ask yourself this, why the hell am I listening to him anyway? Greetings and salutations, everyone. I am your congenial host, Frank the Lunatic, here with yet another edition of me bitching and moaning for your entertainment displeasure. Remember, you can always comment, write me, give me some suggestions or your opinion by either calling me locally at 570-503-6585 and leave your message, or you can write me at frankthelunatic at gmail.com. My topic of discussion as we're starting to get closer to Ending this year and winding down, of course, is the man who's been headlighting the news and lots of my podcasts since the creation. Of course, our wonderful, delightful president, President Jumpin' Joe Magoo. You know, looking back to the election and the beginning of the year with the inauguration, which, of course, I've done podcasts on as well, um, a lot of Democrats uh, basically looked at this man as like God and Savior, like he was the next President Obimbo, who was not a God and Savior either, but that's a totally different subject. People were looking at this man like he was like the God and Savior. He was going to save this country from everything. He was going to save us from any pending economic crisis. He was going to save us from the pandemic itself, everything like that, from the world, keep us safe and everything. And of course, his uh, honeymoon got off to a rocky start and just basically ended really quickly because it's been one bad mistake, one bad decision after another. For example, during his presidential campaign, one of the big things he was going after Donald Trump about was how the pandemic was being handled by the Trump administration. And E. Biden, on several, more than one occasion, had promised to, quote, shut down the pandemic. And he was going to fight for the working class. And, of course, never the... Uh, Lower working class people, no. He really meant middle class. But anyhow, he was going to fight for the working class and regain the world's respect following four years of the Trump administration. But how did that work out for Joe? Hmm. 
You know, this man has had blunder on top of blunder on top of blunder repeatedly of things that he just has not been doing right as president of the United States. Of course, his biggest blunder of all was the wonderful hasty military withdrawal from Afghanistan on how badly he screwed that thing up. You know, after us being at war, being at the, in Afghanistan for 20 years fighting off terrorists, he basically managed to give it back to them in a matter of 11 days. In 11 days, Taliban insurgents retook Afghanistan. 20 years our military spent, all those people that died, everything that happened, right down the tubes. That, that man like completely screwed us on that deal. And then, of course, there was the wonderful mass evacuation. That was a big clusterfuck for this administration. Uh, it goes down basically worse than when Jimmy Carter was trying that failed attempt at rescuing the hostages when he was president. Uh, August 26th, there was a suicide bomber killed at least 183 people, including 13 U.S. service members. Never a, hey, I fucked up out of uh, the president over that one. And, of course, his administration retaliated by launching two drone strikes against suspected terrorists, one of which wound up killing 10 Afghanistan civilians, including seven children. A more egg on his face as a failed leader. And everything ended a day ahead of the actual proposed deadline of August 30th, which left hundreds of U.S. citizens behind, tens of thousands of Afghan allies, despite the president's promise earlier to, quote, get them all out. Our own State Department said that nearly 500 U.S. citizens had been evacuated in a month following the withdrawal, and there's still a handful still remaining there today. More egg on this president's face. Then, you know, he's going to put a handle on this whole uh, COVID thing and get us back to a normal because he was the God and Savior, you know, for our country. And it's really funny that the number of deaths under his watch so far, in, in less than a year that he's been in office, has surpassed those under Trump, despite the fact that there's vaccinations. Recently, the president, who promised to, quote, shut down the virus on his campaign trail, he recently took a dramatically different tone this week when he informed Americans that, quote, there is no federal solution, end quote, to the pandemic, and that it's up to local governors and local government to basically sort and figure things out, which is hysterical because under Trump, when uh, people bitched and Democrats bitched and they gave the power back to the governors to decide things, the Democrats then started bitching because he gave the power back to the Democrats, I mean, excuse me, back to the governors, and they said he wasn't doing enough. And now here they are, his their shining boy, stating that it is not the federal government's problem. No, Mr. President, it is your problem. You are the president of the people. You represent the people of the United States of America. So every one of these people, everything that's going on with this virus that are affecting the citizens of your country that you are supposed to be governing, it's, your, it's on your shoulder, it's on your head, it's your responsibility, and you're basically saying that you're walking away from it and leave it up to the states to decide what they're going to do. Wonderful leadership. Wonderful. This man definitely deserves to be in the Oval Office for three more years. And, of course, there was the whole thing about the free testing kits. You know, previously, the White House uh, press secretary herself, 
uh, Jen uh, Paskey, I'm probably going to say her name wrong, um, dismissed several times the idea when it was suggested by other reporters about the White House considering uh, some, some form of move for free testing kits. Over and over again, they kept saying no, 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 and all of a sudden, they're finally giving in to that. But yet they have no plan because they set out how it's going to be delivered or, you know, basically sent out to the public um, because they have stated that they have yet to publicly disclose when and how the test will be delivered. The only thing is that Biden did admit a little bit of defeat uh, this past Monday when he said the steps that he took earlier this year was, quote, clearly not enough. No, duh, shithead. You know, the people that are... uh handling you and guiding you and giving advice apparently is give, are giving you the wrong advice. And meanwhile, there's, of course, his whole little socialist regime of requiring vaccination mandates for military, federal contractors, large private employers, all government workers. Um, he admits that his vaccine mandates are, quote, unpopular, but they're for everyone's own good. You know, they said that about uh, socialism and communism, that it was supposed to be for everyone's good as well. Is that where we're headed to in this country? How about during the uh, presidential election campaign? You know, the administ- Biden administration then, while well, his, scar- excuse me, the his electoral administration, I guess, so pe- himself and people involved with trying to get him into office described horrifying scenes at the U.S.-Mexican border and about kids being kept in cages and children being ripped from their families under the Trump administration. You know, the one thing that the Democrats keep failing, failing to bring out, is the fact, and you can do this research yourself if you do not believe me, was the fact that this whole thing with these cages, these detention centers that were set up, they were all set up and approved during the Obimbo administration. When Obama was president and Jumpin' Joe was vice president, they approved these facilities. Had nothing to do with Trump. Trump was just using the facilities that the former administration had in place, and they were in place for that reason, to separate children from families. And the funny thing is that they're still being used by the current administration, even though he spoke so much against Trump and the use of these facilities. He actually reopened several facilities that Trump closed to deal with the surge of illegal immigrants since he took office because we basically have open borders and he shut down the continued construction of the wall. Meanwhile, Democrats have remained silent on this whole thing. You know, Trump was in office. When he, when he was in office, they were very vocal about anything that happened with immigration. And meanwhile, Magoo over here is in office and nothing. Nothing's coming out about it. They, it's weird that they're not criticizing you know, Vice President uh, Chameleon Harassment was appointed in March by the president to do stuff regarding the border, even though she says, no, that wasn't actually her job. It was about 100 days after her appointment before she actually, um, I think, tried tackling anything or going down towards the border. She repeatedly laughed off questionings, uh, excuse me, left off questions about it. Meanwhile, This year, 1.7 million migrants were arrested at the border this year, the most ever in U.S. history, and only a minute fraction have been vaccinated. Meanwhile, 
Our president imposes vaccination mandates for U.S. citizens who work in federal governments, including Border Patrol agents. You know, it are requiring vaccinations for contractors, requiring vaccination for people that work for large businesses. But he's not requiring vaccinations for anyone that is arrested for coming into the country illegally that's being detained here. And as far as I know, he's not even requiring vaccination for people coming here that are trying to become citizens legally. Then, of course, there's the whole inflation issue. The Consumer Pricing Index rose almost 7% in November since those numbers last year. The last time these numbers were that high was back in 1982 when inflation hit 7.1%. Again, this man is as terrible as Jimmy Carter. Average price of gasoline has risen. I mean, national average is three forty nine. I mean, here in Pennsylvania, it's a lot higher because, unfortunately, we have the highest gas tax in the country. Um, now, of course, the average has dropped to three thirty five. Not here, though. Uh, fuel is still about close to about three fifty a gallon. But meanwhile, as I said, fuel prices have gone up ridiculously. Oil prices have gone up. Home heating prices have gone up. And meanwhile, he fails to acknowledge that there's any form of inflation out there. You know, there's so-called supply chain issues, which is actually interesting because there are many reports out there from many reputable sources that are stating that there really isn't a supply chain issue, that a lot of this uh, is discovering that there may possibly be things being done intentionally by a lot of these companies uh, to hold up supply chains in order to increase prices, in order to increase profits. Because after all, all this stuff that is supposedly sitting on the docks, these things were purchased a hell of a long time ago at prices that were negotiated a long time ago. Cheaper prices. And meanwhile, stuff is coming in and prices are going up because, you know, so-called supply chain issues, which means they're actually making, the retail industry is actually making more of a profit well, businesses in general are making more of a profit on an item. You know, these items have been sitting on the docks for months and months and months. They were bought when transportation costs were cheaper, so fuel costs were cheaper. So it was costing them less to actually ship these products, to actually manufacture the products because wages hadn't gone up. And now they're selling them at higher prices, stating that supply chain issues and the fact that overhead and wages have gone up. So it's even more of a profit they're making. And of course, we the silly, stupid Americans, we just take everything for face value, you know, that, oh yeah, that, well, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Unless you've worked in the industry, you just never realized how far in advance a lot of these things are purchased and how these prices have been pre-agreed upon. You know, it's not like the price is set the day that that container gets opened up and shipped to your Walmart store. These things were negotiated in contracts long before that. And as regards to supply chain issues that they were talking about, for example, Christmas time. Again, unless you worked in the industry, most people have no idea that these gifts, these things that they're saying were in low demand for Christmas, these things are ordered literally right after the Christmas season ends for the previous year. They put their orders in for the following Christmas. These orders were in months and months ago. And then, of course, there's other items that aren't new items, you know, certain video games, certain... Uh, gaming systems and that that are mass produced you know it's not like they're making one at a time like you know it's a one-on-one -on -one thing these things are mass produced and stockpiled 
They are stockpiled somewhere. And it's not like there's an issue with them being manufactured. You know, a lot of the electronic devices you're buying, especially some TVs, things like that, you know, sometimes there's date codes on them. Sometimes it's actual date stickers where you go and buy television and find out this TV was actually made a year ago. You know, again, you know, increased prices and they're saying your supply chain issues that that there's problems with trying to get this stuff manufactured and shipped out when in fact these things have been sitting around for quite a while. Another problem with the supply chain issue is the fact that because we were home, we did more online shopping because stores were closed. We were buying and buying and buying and spending money during this whole pandemic. So, you know, we were we were tapping into the reserves that companies have in their warehouses. You know, you've got your normal distribution warehouses that send products out to Walmart, Target, places like that. And those warehouses, those companies have other warehouses with backup supplies. You know, it's not like the product is coming right from the manufacturer and going right to the distribution into the shelves. I said, there's always stockpiles of these things. A lot of it has to do with just the transportation, trying to get these products around because the lack of sources to transport the products. Then, of course, there's the wonderful issue with crime, something that, you know, he blamed Trump, blamed Democrats in regards to crime and gun crime. And it's funny, since he's taken office, crime has been going up ridiculously in the country. New data that was released about a week ago, and again, you can look this up on federal websites, it's all federal data, uh, revealed that residents of blue states have been fleeing to red states in droves in the past year. A lot of it has been pointed to a national uh, crime surge in Democrat-led major cities, as well as the strict COVID-19 um, restrictions in those same areas. So these cities are losing. A lot of their a lot of Democrats are fleeing to Republican populations because of either relaxed COVID restrictions or just lower crime. And the violence, gun violence is up ridiculously, constantly blaming Trump, constantly blaming Republicans in regards to gun violence, you know, that they don't do enough, they don't do enough. This man's taken office and, you know, there hasn't been much going on in regards to uh, the things they said about, you know, gun control. Not much about that going on at all. Actually, the number one thing that's been on Democrats' mind this whole time, instead of the pandemic, is still January 6th and things about President Trump. And the biggest problem with crime is the fact that the Democratic Party and the president himself are basically making villains out of the very heroes that put their lives on the line. There's a lack of resources and support for law enforcement from this current administration. Between trying to defund the police and, and trying to push all these agendas to reform police, and he wants better... He wants, he wants police departments across the country to be reformed and come up with money, this, which is part of this stupid, ridiculous uh, Build Back Better bill, too. There were so many things hidden in that bill. It's ridiculous how many things are hidden in there. And one of them has to do with funding to reform police departments because we have to black size everything because we're trying to, you know, again, they keep talking about racial equality, but yet this administration leans towards one particular race. You know, he, he constantly, constantly, this administration seems to be against uh, police and law enforcement 
while they're on the sides of criminals. I mean, we praise we we praise people for winning court cases, you know, against police. You know, this administration gives them a, a pat on the back. It's still that thing, and you may disagree with me, but it's still that thing that I said it, it previously with all these high-profile cases. The person put themselves in that position to begin with. If you didn't commit a crime, you didn't intend to commit a crime, you didn't do anything wrong, then you wouldn't have been in trouble or approached to begin with. You know, if, if you don't go into a store with a gun, with the intention to rob them, then police wouldn't be called in, for example, and nothing would happen. But yet it's the police's fault, apparently, when something does happen to the per- person who was committing the crime to begin with. It's the same thing when it comes to the whole situation with illegals. The fact that, you know, we, we're giving them pats on the back. You know, I mean, this administration wants to pay them. There were proposals of, of dishing out up to a something like a half a million dollars her family that was affected under the Trump administration because they were separated from their families, their kids were, because they committed the crime of entering this country illegally. Whether it was with or without their kids, the law requires, I don't care if Donald Trump was president, if Jimmy Carter's president, Reagan was president, Obimbo was president, or this jerk-off was president, the the law still requires that children get separated from their families, regardless when you commit a crime. And the crime was you entered the country illegally with no documentation, with no intention of saying you were in the country, and no intention of applying for citizenship. That's a crime. That's a violation of our laws. So yes, you would get separated from your kids. I'm sorry, that's just how it is. You know, somebody robs a store, convenience store and their kids are in the car. They're arrested. Their kids are separated from them. They're not put in jail with them. But you don't hear that on the news. You don't you don't hear people being outraged and Democrats being outraged when there's people in the United States that are being separated from their kids for crimes. But yet Mexicans, you know, illegal people are coming over the country, into the country illegally and Democrats are bitching because their families get separated and now they want to give them financial restitution. I and mean, look at crime. His approval rating when it comes to crime only 36% of Americans support how this administration is actually handling crime, which is one of the worst, one of the lowest ratings of a president ever. And he doesn't engage the American people either. Hardly ever has actual live things and press conferences. He's done less than half. So he's done about 10 press conferences, less than half the press conferences that Trump did within his first year. He also sets a presidential record by not holding a single news conference until his 64th day into office. So apparently for the first 63 days, nothing was really going on of any significance in the country that he needed to actually inform the American people about or answer to. I guess that's his reasoning on it. And you have White White House staffers leaving like crazy. Um, A lot of staffers are unhappy. And there's a lot of been a lot of anonymous uh, leaks too about things going on inside the White House. Then, of course, there's the whole thing over the uh, Build Back Better bill, which looks like it's not going, you know, going to pass. We're coming up towards the end of the year; it's not going to pass. And now the Democrats are basically saying that he should use his presidential executive authority to pass this bill 
something that is unheard of. I don't think any president, I mean, I could be wrong, I got to do the research, but I don't think any president's ever written an executive order to pass a bill in regards to such an immense amount of spending. I mean, that's unheard of. It's like trying to have an executive order to pass your own budget. You know, it's unheard of that they want him to do that, to actually make this bill law, which will make it impossible to actually change anything if he was to do that. Personally, I would take that as completely overstepping his bounds, overstepping, you know, his authority. They, they, they tried impeaching Trump over smaller issues. You know, th this man really needs to be the hell out of office. He does. And, of course, there's the departure of people that work for uh, Vice President uh, Chameleon Harassment. You know, these people leaving say that she is a bully and basically fosters a toxic work environment. Her approval ratings are even worse than Biden's. Uh, she's down to, I think, 28% of Americans actually approve of her as Vice President. And then, meanwhile, the White House Chief of Staff, um, about a week ago, more recently, uh, tweeted a, retweeted a post saying that the year 2021, that this hasn't been all bad. Really? Really? And apparently um, the president has said that he plans to run on re-election if his health allows it. This man is senile. <laughs> he really, I, I can't even see him getting the party's nomination to even run again for president. And look at his handling of China. And Russia, the thing that's going on in Ukraine, this whole thing that a couple of weeks ago, that he, he said that he was, um, in regards to evacuating U.S. citizens, and that he was, quote, considering it. What do you mean you're considering the possibility of evacuating U.S. citizens that are in Ukraine? Why wouldn't you say, yes, we're, if something happens, we're going to evacuate them? You're going to consider if, they, if Ukraine gets invaded? Um, hi, you know, if the Ukraine gets invaded, you can't send U.S. troops over there to try to help to evacuate uh, U.S. citizens that are over there because then we're engaging in a war. Um, you know, the time to act is before they invade. You basically tell people to get the fuck out. Uh, you send resources there to the embassies and that to help get people out. You know, don't pull, don't pull a Jimmy Carter type of thing like what happened in Iran. It's going to be another whole freaking situation like what happened in Iran in the 70s during the Carter administration. You're going to have Americans that are going to be stuck there. This administration is a joke. This whole year with this president, this puppet president, has been nothing but a joke. I mean, and then you have, you know, the entertainers, the late night uh, TV hosts and that. Look at Jimmy Fallon and all these people, all these late night hosts that were constantly, constantly tearing apart Trump, you know, and constantly praising Biden. It's funny. They don't say much. They don't even make, they don't make fun of the man. There's so much stuff out there to discuss and make fun of in regards to this man as president. They won't even bring it up because they supported this man so much. And now they have egg on their face too because they've been supporting this man. This has been a tragic a tragic year in american history for, for politics for, for leadership in this country and imagine we still have three more years of this man running things 
It's only going to get worse and worse. And it's going to go downhill more and more. And imagine the year's not even over yet. It's not, which means, of course, there's still a couple more days of me to come up with more things to piss and moan and rant about in regards to this guy. So let's look over all his wonderful accomplishments as an end of a year review with a checklist of things that he wanted to accomplish while in office. Let's see. Open our borders. Check. Increase the population of the country by allowing illegals to move freely into the country. Check. Figure out a way to give restitution to families of illegals who broke the law by coming into the country. Check. Give less funding to the police departments. Check. Provide less federal funding to volunteer agencies. Check. Find a way to create inflation and raise prices so companies make more money. Check. Find a way to continuously blame the Trump administration for all the failures that are going on during the Biden administration. Check. Give Nancy Pelosi more power. Check. Find ways to make Camilla Harris look like a worse vice president than former vice president Dan Fort Quayle was. Check. Find ways to change energy policy so in the future lower working class Americans can no longer afford electric because they have to buy wind or solar powered. Check. Eliminate all possible future transportation means for lower working class people by outlawing gasoline-powered cars in the future. Check. Kissing the ass of Elon Musk. Check. Raising fuel cost prices and home energy prices so lower working class people can't afford to get back and forth to work or heat their homes this winter and in future winters. Check. I rate the shit out of the two other big boys on the block, China and Russia. Check. Offer to give money to other countries to help their economic situation. Check. Support criminals or the families of criminals when they beat court cases against police and the police go to jail. Check. Kiss the ass of every Democrat entertainer out there. Check. Pave the way for states like California to allow the banning of gasoline-powered lawnmowers, riding lawnmowers, and yard equipment. Check. Consider the possibility of expanding California's EPA Regulations on the rest of the United States. Check. Find ways to devalue the American dollar even more. Check. Find ways to make inflation get to the point that $20 an hour is the new $9 an hour. Check. And of course, find ways to constantly fuck over the American public day after day after day after day without any accountability on his own part. Check. What a wonderful, delightful checklist he has accomplished this year. And imagine we still have three more years of checklists to go. Can't wait to see what lies ahead in the year 2022. Don't you? Hi, my friends. I'm Frank the Lunatic. Remember, you can reach out to me at 570-503-6585 or write me at frankthelunatic at gmail.com. I, of course, have approved this message. And for now, my friends, that's all I have to say about that. Ha, ha, ha.